0: Hello, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with another clubhouse. This time, another edition. We're going to head out to the East. We've been staying in the West, but we're going to head out to the East. We've had Midwest recently, but now it's time to go to the East. And I welcome into the clubhouse tonight, Kyle. Kyle's good to have you here with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You bet. I'm so excited. I Kyle's been in the clubhouse one other time, and he did a fantastic job, so we had to bring him back in. So Kyle this is going to be a fun one tonight. We're going to talk about your team. Who is your team?
1: Yeah, so being being from Ohio, that's where I'm located here on the east. My team is the Cincinnati Reds.
0: Ooh, all right. All right. So we get a chance to talk about the Reds tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, for better and for worse, I guess. So <laughs> Keep in mind one of our podcasts uh, recently was about the Battle of Chicago. And I didn't realize that they nicknamed the Cubs the level of the losers. So be careful. You're not that bad yet. That's uh, true. That's true. All right. So tell me, uh, you're a Reds fan, but who's your favorite uh, MLB player, either past or present? So the reason I became a Reds fan was my, my
1: favorite player growing up. And, and as you know, a youngster that played baseball, um, I wore number 11. So it was always Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin was my guy growing up. Um, you know, he was just, he was the man, um, all the way around. So that, that's what made me fall in love with the Reds. And he was my favorite player. I will say, um, my favorite player that was not a red and my favorite player to watch was, uh, Tony Gwynn. Um, I loved watching Tony Gwynn play. Um, just, he was just so hard nosed and played so hard, but all time favorite player,
0: past, present, always very large. Okay. So that, I I have to agree with you on both, actually. If I were a Reds fan, Barry Larkin would be up there for sure. But tell me, uh, I mean, Tony Gwynn, nobody can argue with that. The other other day, um, one of uh, the other top fan contributors interviewed a guy that's a Cubs fan. And when she asked him who his favorite player was, of all the players that he could have mentioned being a Cubs fan, he said, Derek Jeter. And I got to tell you, I can't argue with that, right? Yeah. When you say Tony yeah. Gwynn, Derek Jeter, you can't argue with that.
1: Yeah. You, those are, those are two pretty good players. You can't really argue with either one. Exactly. Okay. So tell me uh, favorite ballpark. So I love great American Bar- ballpark. I'm obviously biased, but the favorite ballpark is actually PNC park in Pittsburgh. It is absolutely beautiful right on the water there. Um, they shut the street down and you can just walk through the street with all the restaurants and the bars there. And, uh, it's a beautiful park just on the inside
0: and on the outside. Okay. So which parks have you visited?
1: Oh, man, I've been to a good amount, mostly on the East Coast here, but off the top of my head, I've been to Wrigley. I've been to um, the White Sox Field, which I think it had a different name at the time. I've been to into the uh, Comerica Park in Detroit. Uh, progressive Field, obviously, when it was the Jake and Progressive Field. In, in Cleveland I've been to Camden Yards um I've been to uh the old Bush Stadium I've not been to the new Bush Stadium um so I've I've been to uh I think that's about six or eight different parks there um hoping to expand that as we uh as we can you know go out and start traveling again some more
0: so which one was your least favorite that you visited not to uh, Camden, throw them in the bus but Camden which one Yards was your least horrible.
1: favorite which Camden one?
0: Yards is horrible
1: or oh, the yeah, it was, it was, it was not a, not a good. I would not place to, uh, that. Not a good place to watch a game. Uh, not uh, you know, it's not in the, <laughs> a great part of town, and it was not a, a great uh, viewing pleasure for the fans either. So, not a fan of that part.
0: So I have the to look of you. it is
1: very cool with the factory, but for the viewing pleasure of the fans and the overall essence,
0: not a fan. I have to tell you, my worst fan experience was at Old Tiger Stadium. I I was in Michigan. I called back then; it wasn't the internet. I had to call. I called, and for those of you that listen to these things, you know that I'm based out of Orange County, California, and though I'm a Dodger fan, um, and I called Tigers up, Tiger Stadium up, and they said, "Oh, you want to come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Great, we're starting a brand new series with the Anaheim Angels." I'm like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me." Okay but we ended up sitting on the field level behind a pillar and literally you were watching the picture and then you had to look around the pillar to see the batter. It was horrible. But speaking of a bad neighborhood, call America. Park, yeah. Hard park to cross the street from the field And the cop asked me, he goes, Hey, uh, are you going to be walking back with some people today? Like I hope to be walking back with 10,000 of my closest friends. Why? And he says, don't walk back here alone after the game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No problem. All right. All right. I like it. So Camden Yards is actually one of those weird ones that's on my bucket list just because of the factory and everything like that. But I agree with you. It's probably not in the best neighborhood, seeing that's Baltimore, right?
1: Yeah, not, not
0: a fan of that bar. So what what ballparks are on your bucket list? Sounds like you've hit some East Coast ones, but what are on your bucket list?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I need to expand uh, to both coasts. I I, obviously it's a huge baseball um, fan. I'd love to get up into the Northeast to see Fenway. Um, Not necessarily Yankee stadium. I'm not really sold on that one, but uh, I would, I want to see Fenway. I also want to see Chavez ravine. See, see, see the, uh, the hometown team there for the Dodgers. And then one, one really random one. that I want to see I've heard really good things about is the, the Rocky stadium. So hoping to get out there um and, and see that i've heard really good things about that ballpark
0: i have too i haven't been Cornfield. out there the the west coast park that i like the least is bank one ballpark for um arizona it's just it's almost like a tourist attraction
1: yeah i haven't been to that one you reminded me i haven't been to that one yeah did you feel the same way it was kind of yeah, like a tourist really, attraction it just, It's just is too big uh too big of a park for for them i don't know why but
0: yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget A.J. Pollock's comment when people were asking, you know, different players, hey, what what's it going to be like without fans in the stands of 2020? He says, I'm used to it. I used to play for Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. 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 All right, so good bucket list. I like it. Uh, add to that bucket list, East Coast, add um, Tampa Bay because that stadium is unique.
1: The trap for sure, sure. and they may not be there much longer. So we got to got to go there while we can.
0: Hustle, hustle, right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so favorite experience as a Reds fan. Tell me one of those things that you remember. It could have been a game you attended. It could be anything, but what's one of your favorite experiences that you remember as a Reds fan?
1: Yeah, so obviously I'm a little bit on the, on the younger side, so all the good times that the Reds fans have had, I wasn't really alive for, so I can't really speak to those. I've heard stories, I've watched all the old videos, but um, the one moment that will always stick out to me is when uh, Scooter Jeanette hit four home runs in a Reds uniform. I mean, that is an all-time moment for Reds fans, Reds history you know, that's going to be a trivia question for a long time for not only Reds fans, but all MLB fans. That was just one of those incredible nights. I was not there, but I watched the entire game on TV um, and just will never forget that moment when they were wearing their camo uniforms. I'll never forget that either. Um, <laughs> him hitting four home runs is just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's... uh Those are moments that you remember when those things happen. It's like the second at bat. Oh, could it happen again? The third at bat could happen again? The fourth at bat? Okay. Stop. This is awesome. Okay. Least favorite experience as a Reds fan so far?
1: Least favorite experience was when we were, I think it was 2012 in the playoff series against the Giants, up 2-0 ready to close the series out at home, give up a grand slam to Posey in Great American Ballpark, and then go on to lose the next two games and, and get knocked out of the playoffs. And until um, 20, uh, 2020 or 2021, that was the last time we were in the playoffs. So eight years stretch of not making playoffs after that that downfall of the series. That, that one
0: still hurts to this day. I bet, I bet, I bet. Yeah, as, as a fan of the game, you just know, when it's not your team, it doesn't hurt as much, but boy, when it's your team, like when the nationals knocked out the Dodgers in the divisional series, a couple years ago, that one hurt in 19. I'm like, what is wrong with us? So we're always going to be a bridesmaid, never bride. And then 2020 happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That one, that one hurts especially because it led to the rebuild and it was a a long rebuild. So that one is ingrained in my memory for a long time.
0: (laughs) You know, uh, on the not to reference another podcast, but on the battle for Chicago, um last you know during that podcast, the boys were talking about like homegrown talent, talent that came up through the system, and and predominantly you know getting rid of at the trade deadline, getting rid of everybody that the uh, the Cubs got rid of, and Joey Votto came up, and they basically said, hey, this guy's a red for life. You just back up the truck whatever he wants just let him do it till the end of his season uh, until the end of his career which i'm assuming you agree with
1: yeah Yeah. i mean if you look back there's not many large contracts that teams give out where it works out you know i.e josh hamilton um you know there's just not that many that work out and them giving Botto a a 200 million dollar deal back in 2012 where he's got basically i think he's got 12 years so he's he's carried through it for two more years with the Reds. paid out tremendously, you know, um, there's, there's not many $200 mil- deals you give out where the guys produced year after year after year. And, you know, not, not many people know this, but Joey Ball has put a, put a, a hall of fame career together and people never really talk about it. Um, but he's, he's a remarkable player and, and he continues to reinvent himself. Uh, he's a little odd, I'll be honest. He's a, he's kind of an odd, an oddball, but, uh, he's a great on the field player.
0: It- you mentioned that he is uh, he's put together a Hall of Fame career and, and he doesn't get as much recognition as a Mike Trout or Bryce Harper or somebody like that. I kind of feel the same way about your guy, Larkin. He yeah. put together a great career and nobody was paying attention, it felt like.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably true as well. And he just, wasn't on the best uh, teams either. <laughs> no,
0: but he won it in 90s, so hey, you got yes, that. You did right? get one. All right so here comes the tough question and and top fans I save the best for last and this is always one where people have a debate about but I'm going to have Kyle go around the diamond and all nine positions tell me of any reds uh, of any reds player who is your guys and at what position maybe we'll talk if we have time about the justification for that but some of these are softballs i mean come on you got guys like Johnny Bench behind the plate Right. But I mean, tell me. So go around the horn. So at catcher. Who do you have? All yeah, time. I'll,
1: do, I'll do my best here. There's there's a lot of really, you know, like most clubs. They have a lot of good, really good players, a lot of which were prior to my time. But obviously bench at catcher. I'm going to go Votto up first. I'm going to go Joe Morgan um, at second. Um, you could also have, you know, Eric the Red out there as well. Um, uh, Barry Larkin at shortstop. Once again, you could have Concepcion out there. Um, I'm going to play Big Pete at third, and then the outfield is where it gets interesting. I mean, you could you could literally you know just throw names in a hat out there, but I'll go Frank Robinson, um, Tony Perez, because I always hear about Tony Perez, and just because I love the beautiful swing of the lefty Ken Griffey Jr. as a Red. So
0: okay, okay, I you know what I like that, and there's there's some honorable mentions. Right. And so yeah, there's a lot of names out there that I left off for sure. <laughs> I love your list because as I was thinking about this, as I was getting ready for this, this interview, I thought, man, the Reds are a marquee team that have had some players, players. Yeah, They've had some great guys. And so, um, I mean, Eric Davis in the outfield, yeah. right. Um, Let's not forget Pete Rose who played just about every position. Right. Right. Um, But man, you, you nailed that. I love that list. I love that list. And that's a hard list to put together. A lot of guys to go out there for sure. Especially in the outfield. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I've done a, a, I've had that question for a few of my uh, uh, top fan interviews and, and most particularly, I won't mention the team, but let's just say that the individual did not include Maris, Mantle, or Jackson, or Babe Ruth. I won't mention what team that is, but I was that's pretty tough. Like pretty tough to leave, leave out, those guys leave on out one list? of those guys, let alone all four of them. Exactly. So, but that's a good list. So of all those guys that are on that list, pick two of them. You're going to go out to dinner. You're going to hang out for a night. With two of these guys, who are they?
1: Uh, ah, yeah, I mean Pete Rose, without a doubt. I mean, I I would just love to go out on town with him and in his prime too, or maybe even now. I think he's still you know running around Cincinnati somewhere, sometime. Um, just from a pure entertainment uh, standpoint, Pete Rose. From a uh, from a baseball standpoint, um, I, I would love to 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 sit down with Griffey and just talk talk swing mechanics, because there, there's nobody who has a prettier swing. As a fellow left-handed hitter myself, there's no one who has a better swing than Griffey
0: from the left side of the plate. Uh, you are absolutely right. That thing was pretty, 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 and all those home run derbies that he was in, forget about it, a- backwards, yes. right? Uh, okay, so as we as we wrap up, what are you looking forward to in the 20, you know, let's hope that the CBA gets resolved. But 2022, we're now in 2022. What are you looking for?
1: Yeah, this year, um, you know, the Reds have made the playoffs. Well, they should have made the playoffs last year. They kind of choked at the end, but it would have been two years in a row. Um, they did get rid of some bigger guys. So I think that they're they're they have a smaller rebuild. Um, you know, they still have some big free agency out there. Castellanos has not re-signed, which would, which would be a huge re if the Reds can reel him in. I don't think they will. But They've got some really young players that have finally worked their way through the system um, that I'm really excited to see. Um, you know, one right-handed pitcher, Hunter Green, um, throwing topping out of the 100 right out of high school a couple of years ago. He's coming back from Tommy John. He's expected to make the roster this year. Um, they also have a left-handed starter, Nick Lodolo um, from TCU. Um, that was a first-round pick from a couple of years ago. Um, so they have two really young stud arms, the starting pitchers um that should be with the club right out of right out of spring training and excited to see what they bring with that a staff that's pretty good you know they have sonny gray they have Luis castillo they have tyler malley um they have a really good staff you know um so those but those two guys we've been hearing about them for so long um i'm excited to see them make that leap and and you know being a
0: reds uniform for the next 10 years yeah i do like what the yankees did with with Jeter and with, uh, you know, Cano and Posada and kind of keeping that core together, Bernie Williams, right. Andy Pettit. That's yeah. Great. They have a,
1: they have a really good shot, you know, NBA one rookie of the year. So, you know, he's going to be there. Tyler Stevenson was third in the rookie of the year voting behind the plate. So yeah, they have Senzel in center field. So if that's a, you know, that's a really young core of all guys under the age of 23. And there's five of them right there that you can build your franchise around. So, um, Really young, and they got a couple of veterans, you know, with Vado and, and with Stockis there, and Suarez. If he can have a bounce back here, they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be an under the radar team, but um, if they can get some of these guys to perform well, they're they're gonna be in there until the end. That division's not very good this year, so um, well, they'll be
0: in it. Yeah, and the thing that I like most about that team is, like you say, the division may or may not be like awesome, and the Reds can fly under the radar which is great because when you're the Yankees, you're expected to win 162 games every season. You know, the Dodgers are falling under that curse right now. And when you, the Red Sox are supposed to win 162 games. And when you're under that type of pressure, like mistakes happen and the Reds can just go into a town and take three out of four from any of the best clubs in baseball. And everybody is just kind of looking going, Hey, what just happened? Reds, what did they do? The Reds just
1: did
0: that, So, yeah. Well, Kyle, I appreciate you being in on the clubhouse uh, tonight. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Um, We're going to have you back when the season, right as the season gets started, we're going to try to get together an NL Central um, conversation. We may even get a Cubs slash Reds conversation going or a Cardinals slash Reds conversation going. If you're ready to kind of talk rivalry, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I appreciate you coming on tonight. I love your uh, loved your lineup at Top Fans. If, as you're listening to this, make sure you download and, and listen to it, like it, make some comments on, on YouTube. Kyle will be in the clubhouse more often. So, Kyle, I appreciate you, my friend. Yes, yeah, thanks for having me on. Have a good evening. You too.